Yes, everything your body does is perfectly natural. Except masturbation. That's just wrong. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 1, The Bots and the Bees. Ben? Yes? I have a proposition for you. Uh Uh-oh. You know those kids... They, they're they're loving those movies about the Detective Pikachus. I've heard that. So w- we at Back to the Futurama Films need to figure out something similar. I'm thinking Detective Nibbler. However, I don't know who his his uh who who goes along with Detective Nibbler. Oh, thought, who would you cast? I thought you were gonna say who who voice acts Nibbler, and I was gonna say James Earl Jones. Um, okay, that, <laughs> I didn't ask it, but I'm glad you answered it. Uh, who, who is the, the detective nibbler sidekick? Yes. Uh, so is this going to be another Futurama character or is this some schlub? Let's say it's, it's a Futurama character played by somebody. Cause again, it's a film. Okay. So we, we want this wide distribution to make as much money, just as much as detective Pikachu, the Nintendo thing. So obvious choice is I think Leela. But okay. I think that's a little too on the nose. It's true. I think for maximum effect, go with Zoidberg. But then you got to CGI okay. in a Zoidberg. And like now you're just CGIing everything. And right. then is it really even live action? Therefore, I say split the difference. Okay. Hermes. Okay, great. I was going to say Scruffy. And then last moment, I was like, no, Hermes. Hermes is because, great. Because here's the thing. Detective Nibbler <laughs> yes. wants to go all crazy and sure. like do every he's basically bad cop. He's bad cop. Mm-hmm. And Hermes is the by the book. Like of course. Has to has to follow the rules. He's good cop. He's not even good cop. He is neutral cop. He follows Lawful, the Lawful neutral. Lawful neutral cop. You know, that classic chaotic <laughs> evil cop, lawful <laughs> neutral cop. <laughs> exactly now and then chaotic good cop comes in with some lattes from starbucks and he's like "Woo, here you go hope you didn't commit that murder and then he runs off (laughs) not helping chaotic good cop not helping at all now who plays live action hermes um we've got james earl jones voicing detective nibbler yes who plays live action hermes um i'm painting myself into a corner here because i don't know how to pronounce his last name oh no oh but, no we're here but demi from punch up the jam <laughs> <laughs> i would watch this movie five times <laughs> this would be the most amazing and dumbest movie in the world and i want it um also you have keyed on the fact that i have gotten way off the deep end <laughs> binging punch up the jam so i appreciate that but no see here's the thing i know him from uh gilmore guys it's true because uh my ex-girlfriend uh really loved gilmore guys and so i listened to a couple of mm-hmm. a couple of episodes and despite the fact that i have never seen a gilmore girls episode in my life uh it was still really funny because mm-hmm. Demi is really, really funny. Mm-hmm. And also he did that one video that was the Ready Player One rejected theme song, <laughs> which uh, is literally on a playlist on YouTube that I created called Mood Improvenator, <laughs> which I watch when I need to, as the title would suggest, improve my mood. It's very good. He also has a series of videos of uh, September 21st with the... Uh, uh, Oh man, I don't know this. It's the Earth, Wire, Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Okay. Do you remember when we were born, September? Um, and every year he does it on the day. 
<laughs> and it's getting more and more elaborate each year, and I can't wait for this year's. Um, so great choice. Yeah, fantastic see, that's choice. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, I should show you uh, their year in review mashup, but that now we're just talking about Punch Up the Jam mostly. I, I mean, love. That's- that's this. sort of our mo these days is just like <laughs> i don't know what else to talk about let's talk about other podcasts that are better than our yeah, own a podcast that has a patreon of more than our listeners more patreon supporters than we have listeners welcome to back to the futurama a podcast review podcast about other podcasts i'm ben and i'm mike and today we're talking about punch up the jam punch up the jam um do you like jams being punched up there you go punch up the jam so anyways, that should be their their promo from me specifically that's who i would cast uh in my detective nibbler um we gotta we gotta change up detective though because i think it's an obvious like oh yeah it's it's too much right, of a ripoff you're right private investigator nibbler oh see yeah pi nibbler shall we talk about the episode yeah let's talk about the episode uh, the bots and the bees, which I would just like to point out, starts off with the Futurama logo, and then it's got a uh, not sure if new episode or or I don't remember what the, the meme specifically says, but they use the not sure if yeah. meme, and I love that they acknowledge this sort of meme yeah. of them. Uh, it's it's sort of circular and and um, it's pretty great. It's I love a, it. It's an Ouroboros of jokes. So the episode starts off at Planet Express. Uh, where the alarms go off, the lights are flashing. Um, There's a bat signal. <laughs> a bat signal with the Planet Express logo on it. And everybody is summoned to the office. And 100%, as somebody that is on an on-call rotation, I feel this very deeply in my soul. Yeah, I don't have to be on call, and I'm super glad about that. Yes, you should be happy about that. I d- dislike it when, when I'm on call, but what are you going to do? So yeah, it's like report to headquarters immediately. Everybody is uh, stopping whatever they're doing. Amy runs out of her apartment and steals a car from Randy. And Zoidberg is in this trash can. And rolls directly to the employment cave. And Hermes is super calm as LaBarbera gives him a sack lunch. Until he jumps out the window. Yep. And... um, Scruffy is riding a llama and it's like, get back to Paraguay. Yeah. I, what is what is with... I mean, so I guess that implies he was in Paraguay. Uh-huh. Um, we, and the fa- everybody knows the fastest way to get back from Paraguay is on top of a llama. Is it, though? Everybody knows. Oh, okay. <laughs> I choose to take this at face value because the alternative <laughs> is that I have to have this explained to me and i'm not prepared for that <laughs> i do really like that leela bender and fry are like far away in the planet express ship being eaten by a space spider and then and fry's <laughs> like we're being eaten by a space spider and leela's there there's no time the professor needs us as if this was just something they were doing uh, for right. fun if if there was time in the schedule why not get eaten by a giant space but spider but there is no time ben we the professor needs us but the thing that i love about that is that then they go to the planet express headquarters Mm -hmm. and the ship is in just fine condition just fine it looked basically squashed in this giant spider's web Mm -hmm. and now it looks just fine and um yeah it's uh i feel like the ship has self-healing qualities sometimes like logan like wolverine Okay, cool. So what you're saying is install some claws into it. Yes, adamantium claws into the Planet Express ship. There is nothing that could go bad with that plan. I feel like this needs a smash cut to everything going bad. Mm, Yeah. I was trying to come (laughs) up with something. You were trying to to go yes and, and you're like, no, you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm." I was just, well, yeah, I was trying to go yes and, and then... My brain sort of smash cut to just a Planet Express ship with a big claw that has already cut through everything. And I'm like, yeah, that's what would happen. But I can't I can't turn this into a funny bit for an audio (laughs) podcast, except for you just did. Congratulations. So they all go back to Planet Express and the professor has the greatest announcement in the history of Planet Express. 
They got a new soda machine. And the crew is pretty excited about that. One of them even says, you uh, you undersold this, Professor. <laughs> Which is amazing. So, yeah, it's this new soda machine that, uh, first of all, it is a, a sentient uh, robot soda mm-hmm. machine. It's got a... It's, it's got an actual face, unlike the Slurm machine mm-hmm. that has appeared in previous episodes, and a voice, mm-hmm. and a whole personality, really. But the most important thing is that this one has Slurm Loco. Yeah, Fry is super into the Slurm Loco. Uh, it's the extremiest, as he points out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the soda machine also... That's what I want my soda to be. <laughs> the soda machine also has Slurm, Diet Slurm, Dr. Jitter... Mountain Goo and Uh-oh. Walrus Juice. Ride the Walrus Juice. I, I, d- I do love the jokes about walruses. I just, I do. I just like that they sort of bring it back because, like, the Fishy Joe thing where it's just like, oh, well, we, we can't do poplars anymore because it's inhumane. So now we're squeezing walruses and now it's just canon that yeah. walrus juice is a thing. Yeah. And they sell it in like cans and can get it in a in a soda machine. Although oh, this, this soda machine does not have cans. Now I'm realizing though. Okay. I always assumed that walrus juice was a new invention by Fishy Joe when right. poplars couldn't be eaten anymore. What if walrus juice is just a thing in the future and it was just a thing that wasn't on the Fishy Joe menu up until that point? Right. It's a concept and then you brand it with the Fishy Joe. It's a thing that just always existed. Right. It's like orange juice. Right. But walrus juice instead. Okay. You juice the walrus. Uh huh. And then you sell it in a soda machine and you drink it. Because... I, if I'm going to buy something out of a soda machine, I'm going to drink it. Dang it. I don't care what it is. We also find out that the soda machine's name is Bev. Uh, Bender and Bev don't start off on a good foot. You could say that. They just kind of insult each other back and forth for a while. Uh, Bender's mad and starts to go, to go after her menacingly, but Hermes separates them. And then Fry continues drinking Slurm Loco. Fry is getting addicted to the Slurm Loco. He, uh, at one point, comes back from the bathroom and he's like, my pee was green. Hermes was wondering who shrek in the toilet, which is such a great joke. I love it very much. Um, I mean, I, that, I think that says something about you. And I'm not <laughs> sure what, though. You know, I'm fine with it. Later at the hip joint. Oh, I should point out that. The reason Bender goes to the hip joint is because when he and Bev are fighting, um, he calls Bev like a hussy or something. Right. And then Something about um, a big caboose or something. And then she says something about how tiny his antenna is. And then he gets all defensive and says he's a grower, not a shower. Sure. And then he goes to the hip joint where he's like trying to just make himself feel better by picking up some floozy bots. Uh, they head back to have an orgy. Which, which, a hundred percent, did not think that that uh, that word was going to show up on this podcast. But here we are. Uh, I mean, there have been more ridiculous things said on this podcast. Well, one one of them has been cut out of this specific podcast already. Um, either way, there's this weird light where they're trying to uh, get down, um, and they try to turn it off, but it's actually Fry who's glowing green. And it's Planet Express, and they're sitting right next to Bev. I it's a very claustrophobic moment. <laughs> I am a little concerned about the thought process or lack thereof, where like, let's say I want to have an orgy, and so I go find <laughs> two interested and willing ladies at a bar, and then I'm like, cool, let's go do this at my office. Also, my coworker is sitting right there next to me on that mm-hmm. couch. This is fine. Also, the the soda machine I've been fighting with recently is also right next to that. I mean, that's implied. The, obviously, the soda machine I've been fighting with is going to be there. Well, how do you think this whole thing started? <laughs> I'm not concerned about the soda machine. I am concerned about why the theoretical me in this situation uh-huh. is like, hey, ladies, let's do this. 
my coworker is sitting on this same couch mm. that I'm trying to to, Co- to coworker do this and orgy. the best friend and roommate. Uh huh. There's a lot here. Also, it's two o'clock in the morning, and Fry is just sitting in the dark drinking Slurm Loco over and over again, so much that he's glowing. There's a lot of thought processes <laughs> that get to this moment, and none of them make a ton of sense, but everything makes all the sense. Bender kicks Fry out, and I'm trying to, to still, still score in this orgy, and the two lady bots aren't having it. They're, they're very warm and they want a seltzer. So Bender's like, I guess I'll buy some refreshment for you. Uh, this is when Bev calls them trashy. And they're like, we don't have to take this. And uh, so it's this it's this whole thing where like the, the lady bots are trying to leave. Bender's trying to kick Fry out. Um, it's all going awry. And Bender just does not uh does not come out uh on top here. no that's a terrible way to phrase it when there's well, an orgy going on well the orgy doesn't happen it's true that, no, no 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 hold on hold on bender does not end up on top as you would want to do in an orgy right so he is like man i've been in one of the worst things bender <laughs> i think has ever said He's like, man, I've been looking for an excuse all day to punch a lady. Yeah, that's not a good look there, Bender, my man. And so he gets into a physical fight with Bev. Uh-huh. And uh, they... I will say Bev is quite effective at basically smashing Bender. It's true. There, She smashes him and then she smashes him. It's true. It turns into something more pleasurable. Yeah, they they get it on. Um <laughs> And uh, as 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 one says, like Donkey Kong. So they say later on, I think I think probably the next day I have it as the next morning. Um, Because it was like around 2 a.m. when this mm -hmm. was going down. Fry is still trying to get his slurm and uh, it turns into like a mini roast of Fry where Leela's like, you're like the human torch at a prom. And Amy says, shouldn't you be in a beach somewhere guiding ships? Everybody loves that one. I, I thought the Human Torch at a prom worked better. I think they're both pretty good. They're, that's true. Say. They're both good. Yeah. Uh, so Fry goes to get more slurm. He's like, oh, you're just going to make fun of me because of the brightness of my skin. And like, <laughs> Fry, come on. And uh, then the, the slurm sort of sputters and then out plops uh, something and Fry goes to drink it, and it turns out it is a robot baby. I do want to point out that Fry's like, oh, I think your soda water broke right before it's revealed that there's a baby. Um, uh, Fry's like, oh, weird, and just goes to drink. And then Leela takes the cup from him and is like, pulls out the baby. It looks very, like, very much like a very small Bender. Yeah, it really does. And Bender's like, no, 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 that ain't mine. And then this little baby robot is like wipe my shiny metal ass oh dang it <laughs> bender's very it's like oh no he he, can, he knows he can't really do much about it at this point a new button appears on bev for milk in a sequence that was i don't know how to describe yeah this like button just sort of pops out it it well it doesn't just pop out it like squeezes the two buttons around it up and down so it's just like Right. Now, see, because that's a choice, because if you're going to animate a new button appearing on a soda machine, yeah, you can make a new button appear at the very top of all the buttons Mm -hmm. or at the very bottom. And sort of a button just has to kind of come out of the machine. Right. Instead, they went with let's put this in the second position between the first and the third and so those two are the first and the previously second yeah and so those two have to like oddly move out of the way move and stretch out of the way for this third button to just like appear there it's 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 definitely a definitive choice it was a choice that they made and they're like it to be fair i think it's funnier this way it is it's just an awkward thing to see um but they press the milk button and she starts nursing the uh, the new baby, which Zoidberg doesn't seem to like very much that they're doing this in public. But, you know, Zoidberg... Except it's not even public. It is there. I mean, yeah. I guess it is their yeah. office. But you know but... what, Zoidberg? You can shove it. 
The baby needs what the baby needs. And uh, so Bender's like, so wait, you're telling me the stuff we did in private and then also twice on the sidewalk made a baby? Because he <laughs> doesn't know how babies are made. Uh, they take him to the teen center to learn about the bots and the bees. And that's the title of the episode. Yay, Yay. we did it. So the professor puts in a VHS that says robot sex ed director's cut, which <laughs> I got to say, I don't, I I didn't see any of the boxes for the mm. videos that I watched in sex ed. I don't think I got the director's cut of any of them. No, I can imagine we didn't. Um, I will say that as they're walking in, it's like Leela says, no one's going to laugh at you, Bender, for not knowing where babies come from. All the teens there start laughing, and then and Tinny Tim's like, "Actually, we don't know either." Clearly, they should have watched the video. Well, maybe they're, maybe they're they didn't with. get the director's cut. There you go. And maybe it was not informative enough. It's true. That's the director knows where the real in- information is. So, the uh, this video is kind of buck wild. It goes some places. It's called "Pants Full of Shame." I mean, don't I know it? It does. I, I think this whole sequence very specifically is like, oh, no, people are going to be like, wait, why are robots <laughs> yeah. just not building factories like Bender was? And so we find we out. We have to that answer this. Oh, no, we've painted we, ourselves we in the corner. We need to find out how robot babies are made. We clearly need robot sex ed director's cut. Exactly. So this is as much for us as it is for the teens at the robot teen center. Exactly. It's also almost as much for the writers because they had to figure out how to get out of this plot hole. So wouldn't wouldn't that be nice in every TV show if it's just like, oh, no, we have a plot hole. Quick. Here's a video explaining the plot hole. Here's a VHS. Woo. We, we got out of it. that one. Here's a VHS for why anything on Game of Thrones happened. <laughs> Here, Sansa, watch this. So... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh yeah they they watch this video we find out that uh robots are in such demand that factories can't keep up so now robots are just made so that they can reproduce themselves uh the manbots antenna uploads a binary file to a fembots internal drive and then it uses a an algorithm to randomly pull parts of each of their designs to make a new design which I got to say that, like, I realize that's sort of how human reproduction works, sure. but we're all humans. Like, it's weird that, like, okay, um, my MacBook is going to go <laughs> have sex with a car, and now I've got a computer that is as big as a car, <laughs> honks when I type on it, <laughs> and has an engine but it doesn't have any wheels because my macbook doesn't have any wheels and so what is the point of this thing like yay i i have a a computer with an engine and a horn now sweet (laughs) this is this this is is exactly the the device i want to use to download my pornography thank you very much (laughs) you're just out in your driveway you're like i gotta crank it up <laughs> I I also love the idea that clearly when a MacBook is like, yes, I know who I want to be with forever, it's a car. When a MacBook loves a car, you get a really weird hybrid of cars and MacBooks. <laughs> Anyways, that whole process is terrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So <laughs> I don't I don't even know. I'm disturbed by this uh robot reproduction mm. algorithm. Like, you could at least be like, oh yeah, bending robots can make other bending robots. Sure. Like, if my computer could just be like, sup, put me next to another computer and you get a third computer that would be I'm rad. into that yeah how rad would that be but then but then you're thinking of you know the the if you put a macbook 2018 next to a macbook 2018 
and they come up with a new MacBook 2018, is there problems because you're you're mating two of the same thing? Right, there's, because there's no there's there's no gene variance. Exactly. In that. Is there a problem where you'll get mutations and then now your MacBook 2018 has I don't know, uh, instead of a keyboard it has a giant mouth that eats your hands <laughs> when you're trying to type on it. Thanks, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um basically I just decided to give you a mimic. <laughs> back to the the robot sex ad. <laughs> um we I can't I cannot believe that that is a sentence that we can say and should say on this podcast. We get this sort of uh uh example like all those all those uh sex ed ones where it's like here's little uh tommy or whatever mm. um so it's this robot who falls in love with his other robot and then after beer and hot wings at a gas station the most romantic of dates they well not yet because bring that up a notch they go get busy behind a dumpster i'm telling you best romantic date ever and so uh, then... I'm going to share that that date with my wife and see what she thinks. Cool. Good luck with that. Let us know how that goes. <laughs> Not just the... Uh, float the balloon of the idea. Okay. Make sure. Make sure you will, tell her... It will be filmed. Make sure you tell her all the... the not, Don't just leave it off at the beer and the wings. You got you to gotta tell her about the end of that date. With the baby? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> If I do this, I will film it on something so I can put it on the podcast and put it out as content because this is where I'm at in in the year 2019. We're like, you know what? We got one season of this thing left. It doesn't matter anymore. Milk it for whatever content it has. So uh, this sex ed tape is like, everything your body does is perfectly natural except masturbation. That's just wrong. <laughs> I do really like how two of the teens are high-fiving when it's when it's except masturbation and they look all sad. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, I've been a teen. Me too. <laughs> it, we both shared a knowing s- s- smirk at each other and it was weird. We we've all been there, my dude, like It's true. So we we kind of finished the end of the uh tape and uh Benner's like there was so much of the world I haven't stolen yet. No, I can't do that when I'm a dad. And yeah, he's he's getting really upset. And Leela consoles him by being like, oh, don't worry. You'll be a deadbeat dad and never even talk to him ever again. And Bender's like, you really think that'll happen? Like, he's... <laughs> like he's he, he, call, he calls it sweet. Uh-huh. Um, but in a twist, after Bender gets a, a certificate of abandonment Mm -hmm. notarized by scruffy gotta be notarized or Mm -hmm. else it's no good he gets that certificate and then um uh attaches it to bev and she's like nope actually i'm leaving i can't stand this kid uh all he does is giggle all day which i gotta say if that's what your kid's doing you got it lucky yeah i know i right um he also she also needs to be seen uh, by by manbots uh, without the baby for you know known reasons, and so she just cuts out, and then uh, now Bender is stuck with this this kid. The the baby starts crying, and so does Bender. Understandable. Uh, back at the robot arms, Bender's in the middle of the night, got red eyes as he tries to get the baby to stop crying. Fry comes out because, you know, he opened the window and hey, some moths came in because he's still glowing. He's glowing more and more as the episode goes on. Um, finally, though, the baby does start falling asleep and Bender re- sits down and starts trying using a saw to cut a rope to to have an, an-, an anvil crush him. Oh, yeah. No, he's just like, whew, finally. Yeah. And uh, but then right before that, that rope snaps, the baby starts crying again. So he's like, oh, I got to take care of it. In a moment of anger, Bender bends a coat rack, and this is when the baby's like, ha ha ha. Yeah. He the, just starts bending stuff, including Fry's leg. And the kid loves it. It's true. Loves everything. And it's at this point where Bender, his his opinion on the kid just does a complete 180. It's true. He goes from, I can't stand this kid, I wanted to leave this kid, 
to he is now just like the most important thing in his world. Uh huh. And he is just adorable. And uh, Bender decides to name him Ben, just like the first half of his name. How proud of you as at, were you rewatching this and being like, oh, yeah, that's my name. I mean, so here's the thing on Ben as a name. It doesn't come up in an awful lot of shows. Um, it does come up in Spider-Man. It does. Uh, before he dies. That's fair. Um, and um, so it's not a it's not a very common thing. So I get I get pretty happy anytime Ben is in a thing. Um, usually not main characters. Parks and Rec, huge exception to that rule. It's Finally, true. there was a Ben. You have the representation you've been wanting and craving and needing. But yeah, usually usually there's not any uh any Ben. So I'll I'll take you, what I can get. You and the Ben conglomeration are very happy that there are Bens in media. About time. About time. This is when Bender and Ben go on what I call a father-son stealing montage. Yeah, it absolutely is. They steal some wallets uh with uh like from a bridge with some fishing hooks and uh they steal booze by crashing a bicycle that's actually just bender into a liquor store yeah so they steal from a bank by uh catapulting ben from a swing set it's a pretty good montage it's pretty good yeah but again futurama loves those montages uh so back at planet express bender is bending some girders and really impressing ben he loves it and then so bender takes out some training girders which i just love the concept of yeah. in general well you, you can't start with the big girders you, you gotta you, be able, right you gotta train it so uh he tries to bend one of these training girders and just can't do it and we find out that um because bender points out that the bending genes come from the mom so ben's mom didn't have any arms because she was a, sh- a soda machine mm-hmm. so how is Ben going to bend anything there is a there is something he can do he can get a bending card installed but we find out Ben only has one expansion slot and it's currently housing his memory which doesn't sound like an an expansion slot it does not to me that's just my little pedantic computer (laughs) manufacturer uh, (laughs) it uh sounds like that should be a hard drive sounds like but uh, apparently it's an expansion slot Either way, uh, we go uh, to the Temple of Robotology, where Ben has his bot mitzvah on his 13th day of being on continuously. So there is a there is a reference I had to look up because on um, the sign for the bot mitzvah, um, it is... Oh, yeah, it had uh, a natural log on there, right? Yeah, it, was, it said happy, and then it had this like log uh, uh, equation with like an ohm symbol on it. It is a reference to the jewish holiday and i apologize to any jewish listener out there as i butcher this pronunciation log baumer i i don't know if i said that right i'm I, I look forward to friend of the podcast Emma telling us uh what just it actually how wrong is. i am <laughs> what it actually but anyways is. so it's it uses the log and the ohm to like make that I into see. a thing that's neat so it's, like a, it's a reference to that but i had to look it up because i was like what the heck is <laughs> yeah i i'm not i i don't remember math well enough and i i don't understand i don't have the right understanding of jewish holidays therefore look it up so yes like you said it's ben's 13th day of being left continuously on uh so he gets upgraded to Manbot. that i can see no problem here um he does give the great uh, joke where he's like i'd like to thank the preacher bot for not circumcising me again and then <laughs> pa- hold for pause and he says twice was enough <laughs> he like, doesn't get a that punchline doesn't get any it it, it killed with with me what it, it was hilarious. it was so funny that i wasn't going to include that joke in my notes and then he said twice was enough and i was like oh crap and i paused it and i like typed <laughs> that <laughs> note <laughs> furiously um it was very good um, his his speech basically ends that Bender is the best dad in the universe. 
um, which Bender is kind of taken back and kind of super proud. And he's showing a lot of emotions. Yeah, he he's emoting like like Calculon wants him to. Um, suddenly, Bev, a wild Bev appears. She crashes through one of the the stained glass windows. This episode, there's just it's Bender, Ben, Bev, it's, bending. Um, it's uh huh. Uh-huh. It's there's lot. too much. Um, anyways, so. Uh yeah, Bev shows up and through a stained glass window and she says that she's um well, so the joke is cuz Bender's trying to play it cool about Ben and he's like, "Oh, I can take or leave him." And then so Bev shows up and she's like, "I've come to take him and leave with him." And Hermes says, "Hey, she beat you to both things." <laughs> the most nonchalant <laughs> way to say that too. It's so great. However, Ben doesn't really want to go with her and runs into Bender's arms. But she produces this abandonment certificate, and uh, so... Scruffy confirms that it's legitimate. This is why you get it notarized, people. Always get it notarized. Uh, Bender says it doesn't mean anything, because at, at the time, he was drunk and violent. But Bev is drunk and violent now, and so she takes Ben. It, it's weird, because she kind of uses, like, a flap on her side to, like, trap his arm and drag him away. I mean, she has no hands. What's she supposed to do? I'm surprised she figured out a way to use something to drag. Back at Planet Express, Bender is getting rid uh putting all of Ben's stuff into a box marked Ben's Precious Crap, which I need a box that says that, yeah, because that would be great. It's great. Uh, he hands them to Fry so that he can put them somewhere safe. And because he is so slurm loco infested, it just burns up in his hands. Yeah, they're like, hey, get out of here because I don't remember exactly what they say, but they're basically like, you've had too much. Until somebody finds a use for a million watt idiot. Yes. You got to get out of here. And he literally melts through the door. He, he melts the door as yeah. he like walks through it. They go to Basura Blanca Trailer Estates, which I'm pretty sure, and this is spanish from about 10 years ago that means white trash see you are <laughs> correct excelente bev is setting ben to bed uh telling him that bender died yesterday as rust monsters ate his face sleep tight i like that because rust monsters are a D thing and they eat your swords and it's great oh there you go and one time uh, uh i was in a uh D D party where one of my friends was like Forget this saving the world crap. Let's start a rust monster farm to eat enchanted items to get all of the enchanted stuff out of them, and then we'll be rich. And he spent the rest of the game trying to make a rust monster farm, and it was weird. Anyways, <laughs> D&D. It's weird. Uh, Bender shows up to take Ben, and so they run off into the night. Um, they end up in like the middle of the woods at a campfire, and this is when the police uh, police hovercopter shines a bright line on them. Bender is under arrest for kidnapping and burning raccoons without a permit. You got to get that permit. Got to get a permit to burn those raccoons. So Bender tries to bend the police copter rotors. Sometimes the sentences I say on this <laughs> podcast are weird. Um, and he it looks like he's going to do it, but then the rotors keep going and his arms get all tangled up. Uh, as he described it, maimed, but really it's, it's more just like a Christmas light tangle. Yeah, you could probably fix it. Uh, but they're like, okay, let's try to outrun it. So they find a grate in a dam, which is a great little... You, you flipped it so I couldn't do it. Oh, sorry. You want me to take two of that? Yeah. Okay. So they're running and they find a dam. Dam. And then on that dam, they find a grate. Great. Yeah, that's the joke. That's literally the that, joke. I just uh -huh. wanted to do the joke. It's a good joke. I like it. It is a very good joke. <laughs> and so... But Bender can't really bend it because his arms are all... Maimed. They're Christmas light tangled. Yes. And so uh, Ben tries to do it, even though he he doesn't have any real experience bending. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't he doesn't have, the have that bending card. Gonna try it anyways. And... This is right where you would think, like, this is where it's that, that inspirational moment where he overcomes the adversity and he bends the grate. Mm -hmm. Nah, the police show up and they're just like, yeah, this ain't going to happen. I do like how they play it like it's going to be, though. Because oh, they yeah. play that swelling music and there's different 
action shots of him like straining as hard as he can and then it just cuts to earl and schmitty behind him being like no this is no oh yeah i love that that gag very much this is when bev comes in and says things are gonna be different ben like i'm gonna i'm gonna chain you to a radiator yeah it's a little disturbing yeah it's Um, a bit much Um, like i'm i'm all for uh I'm all for for some of the jokes Futurama does. This I feel like these ones are a little about dark. how how specifically neglectful yeah. Bev gets gets a little dark for my yeah, taste. Same, I agree. Um, but let's not go too too bad into grades territory because uh, we gotta get there. Um, so, uh-huh. Leela calls Bev uh, cold hearted, uh, and she's like, "I'm gonna buy a drink, but just to throw it in your face." Uh, but this is when another soda baby is born. This one looks like Earl. Uh, Bev says, you know what, Bender? You can keep Ben. I'm happy. Since I've gotten a new baby to neglect, I'm happy. That's all she wants is a baby to neglect. Which, again, a little dark. Yeah. Leela's like, should we call child services? Earl's like, let's just get out of here. So they go back to Planet Express. They're having a welcome home Ben party. Uh, however, Ben is still sad because all he wants to do is bend like his father. The professor knows of a way that can happen, but it's just too horrible. Wait, so I want to just say this. Ben wants to bend like Bender. There's a lot of bends in that. Why do you think I wanted to say it? Ben is great. Uh. <laughs> so Ben wants to go to Bending State Santa Cruz. It's the only thing he's ever wanted. Uh, the professor says the we could install a bending card but because he only has the one quote-unquote expansion slot the professor will have to uninstall the memory card he will forget bender and all of those good times in that stealing montage and everything but he'll know how to bend and so uh there's this weird sort of scene where the professor is doing some surgery on ben and bender is there being like you know don't don't forget me son always remember i love you and um i do like the sort of levity provided by the fact that as bender is getting emotional he draws a fake face on the back of his head and uh rotates his head around um and uh he's like ben says something and he's like yeah you heard me say that right from the mouth i'm talking out at you with right now yeah it's pretty good i also like the levity of at the very end of the scene the professor just like kind of hacks off his the top of ben's head i i thought that was kind of funny despite the fact that previously all he had to do was open a compartment on the back of his head ben yes has the professor is the professor out of line for being extra he's always extra (laughs) when it's when it's that kind of like mad scientist he is going to be extra and you just have to accept it is true after the procedure ben can bend like a champ but doesn't remember his own father. i don't know if i'd say like a champ it's sort of a it's sort of a disaster i mean he could do it he can i mean that's why he has to go to college he's a prodigy but he needs the skills he needs he's, the he's a he's a raw lump of clay that needs to be molded uh-huh into i don't know how he's gonna remember any of that but you know only time will tell good luck ben i also like the fact that there's no way of modifying ben to add another expansion slot there was only one way you know if there's anything i've ever said about ben's such as myself we don't really make it easy to install another expansion slot <laughs> i don't know how to respond to that ben because i don't know in the context of you my friend my human friend ben what an expansion slot is like and i don't want to and you can't afford it so Woo. um they are going to take ben to bending state santa cruz but it is oddly foggy here in it's, new york it's way too foggy and also they're on a time crunch registration ends in an hour <laughs> Uh huh. So, but they can't. They can't navigate through the storm, the fog, the fog and storm. I, d- I don't. There's two. Um, their lights are just not strong enough. And this is when Fry returns. He walks out onto the deck and takes off his pants. And- he he takes one less drink of Slurm and becomes unbearably bright. And they tie him to the front of the Planet Express ship, and he acts like a a laser beam rudolph of glowing green slurm he does get hit by lightning a couple times for his his own 
you know, heroism. And Ben and Bender both laugh at it. Um, like father, like son. Uh-huh. Although, like, all through this scene, Bender keeps talking to him, and Ben's like, who are you again? Just to, you know, rub that uh, yeah. salt in that wound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That tasty, tasty wound. And uh, as they fly off, Fry's like, Merry College Registration Day, everyone. <laughs> it becomes this weird Christmas show. It's a it's a good commitment to the bit. It's um, true. And speaking of committing to the bit, it is time for... Grades. I think there's there's i think we've already kind of described some of the problems we've had with this episode where it gets kind of too dark like there's always a like a not i wouldn't say a lingering darkness but there's sometimes the shadows that futurama will jump into and then bounce back out because it's really tries to be more goofy and silly and character driven than talking about neglecting children even if they are robot children um those withstanding like i think there are some very strong pieces of this episode but it doesn't come together for me the act the kind of the it's it's weird because it it effectively has two plots it has the plot of of the kidnapping slash custody battle thing Mm -hmm. and it's also got the we have to get him to bending school and I mean, kind of. It's a really short it's ve- plot it, in there. But right, but that's the point. It's like the the super short, like four, like minute and a half plot of oh crap, we got to do this thing, and it's like, well, what? Why did we have to do that? Like, you could expand the custody one if you wanted to, and make that the entire show. But I guess you have to get you got to bring it. You got to bring it back to the status quo somehow. Yeah. So I, it 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 just it kind of landed a little flat for me at the very end okay um i think it's fine it's it as part of my usual rubric of figuring out how good these episodes are it's not one i'm gonna go back to um so i'm probably gonna give it a c plus okay it's it's fine it's not a bad episode of television it's just not the best futurama okay um yeah i mean i think i i agree with a lot of that like i said the the sort of over the topness that uh they have with Bev trying to to like not even just she's a bad mother like she can't wait to take her right. son home and tie him to a radiator and then neglect him and I'm like uh it's a, a bit it's much. also it's also not over it's 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 over the top in it it doesn't go over the top over to be comedic right. there's no there's no levity in it and you know when um, like there are people out there in the history of the world that have been chained to radiators. Like, yes, exactly. It's the specificity of it where it's like, okay, but this is, a. Th- I mean, not to bring this whole podcast down, but this is a thing that like actually happens sometimes. Right. And is, you know, it's, it's a little too real is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, but aside from that, I enjoy quite a lot of the jokes in this one. Um, obviously, it's got a character named Ben, so, you know, it can't be all bad. And, yeah, that's my grading rubric. Does it have a Ben in it? A plus. <laughs> so, uh, why do you think I like Parks and Rec so much when the third season comes around? Well, because the third season's very good. <laughs> because? Because it's well-written and well-acted. And because... Amy Poehler really figures out her character. Yeah, no, um, I agree. Anyways, so uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty good. Uh, I think it's a pretty good episode with some pretty glaring faults, uh, but I still enjoy it. Um, and so I'll give it a B. Okay, fair enough. We would like to know what you think. We would also like to know what you think the best part of season three of Parks and Recreation <laughs> was. And also, who would you cast in? Uh, Constable Nibbler with <laughs> Hermes. Yeah, we want to know all of these things and more. If we had, if there was something in this episode that just sparked your desire to tell us how great and or wrong we are, not mutually exclusive, by the way, <laughs> we can be great and wrong. You can contact us many ways. You can email us at back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at back to Futurama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so find us there, rate us, review us, subscribe, and 
you know what? Let's all go to see Constable Nibbler together in theaters this summer. This summer. In a world. In a world where uh, Nibbler is a constable. In a world where podcasters need to pay their bills. You in can a, also find us on Patreon. In a world where podcasters somehow got a movie deal. Um, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, we do have a new patron this week. Um, so thank you to, and I hope I'm saying this correctly, Coriel Pondy. I don't know if that was right. Again, if it's wrong, I can be wrong. So, you know, mm-hmm. email me and or let me know. Or we can be great or both. But this was also our live show for our patrons. Yeah. So uh, we had uh, our live show chatting up with uh, Laura in the chat. I think our new patron uh, also tried to join, but uh, was unsuccessful. We'll try to get that ironed out for next time. Um, Discord can be a little bit confusing, so I get it. Discord can be a butt sometimes. Uh, You said it better than I did. Anyways, if you would like to, for some reason, give us money after I just uttered the phrase, Discord can be a butt sometimes. We would appreciate it. And if not, that's cool, too. Thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. That's the important thing. And I think that is going to do it. Yeah, I think so. For this episode. Um, And next week, we'll be back with episodes that don't have a character named Ben in it. So really, what's the point? (laughs) The next show we have to do has to have a Ben in it. And. It do- I mean, if we're going to do the community <laughs> podcast, Ben Chang. Look at that. Oh, man. What? He goes by Chang most of the time, but his name he, is Ben. He's in there. He also goes by Senior Chang. Anyways, until next week's Benless episode, I'm Ben. And <laughs> it's not going to be Benless. You're on it. I mean, it's okay, fine. The, the Back to the Future Alma is never Benless. It's never Benless. Anyway, where were we? Oh, oh yeah. I'm Mike. Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.